0: And we bless and lift you up in the name of Jesus. We love you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for the people here today. Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that you can heal us in every way. And we bless and we love you, Lord. And, Father, we thank you that we want to hear from you, not a person. But, Lord, we just want to be Healed and delivered. And we bless you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to talk about the deeper things of God. Amen. Now, what are the deeper things of God? The deeper things of God is wisdom, revelation, and his knowledge. Amen. And that's what we need. Amen. Amen. We want the deeper things. You know, when, uh, uh, let's see, in the book of Luke, Luke 5, and we'll go there later, but when Jesus had just got done, finished uh, preaching to the masses, and he told Simon Peter and his men, he said, launch out into the deep. And the first thing they did is, Master, we're tired. We've been there all day. And we couldn't, couldn't do anything You know, we've labored and toiled all night. Toiling will distract you. Toiling will hold you back. (laughs) God don't want you to toil. If, If it's toil to serve God, if it's a chore, if it's wearing you out, then you need spiritual, spiritual awareness. Amen. Because serving God should be effortlessly effortless. <laughs> I'm always messing that word up. And so by toiling, this is what caused them not to have a great catch, because they toiled. Amen. And so we can't toil when it comes to the things of God, you know. And then somebody got smart and said, nevertheless, by your word. We'll do it again. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, what we have to do is just obey God. Don't look at how hard it's going to be. Amen. Hallelujah. All they needed was one word from God, and it changed their lives because the nets were broken. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, "Go out and and for a great haul, or some uh, Bible say for a catch." And so they had already went for a catch. But this is what I believe happened. And it's scriptural. We, we were just talking about the, the first fruits. Giving God your best. The first fruits. They had lent Jesus that boat. Because the night before us in, in um, Mark chapter 4. It tells the same story. But it tells it a different way. It says Jesus had been sitting on the boat preaching to the masses, preaching to everybody. And, and they had, he asked them to borrow his, their boat. And see back then their boat was their precious commodity. It's the same thing now. If you ask a fisherman could you use his boat, he'd tell you where to go. Amen. That's his livelihood. And so they needed that boat, but they let him use it. Amen. And he, and it, the Bible says he had been preaching all day and all night. And so he sat on the banks of the river, sat in there in Peter's boat, used it, and that was the first fruit. I don't know where I'm going with this. And so this is the reason why when they allowed Jesus To use that boat for his purposes, it became the tide, and the tide was holy, and they they brought in a great catch. They brought in a haul. This is why. So it takes sacrifice and obedience to get your blessing, because that's what happened to them. That's what really happened. Amen. Hallelujah. But somebody woke up and had some spiritual wisdom. Amen. They stopped looking at what it looked like all night long. They, the Bible says they had washed the nets. Hallelujah. Let me go there. Let's, let's go there. I, may, may, I don't want to miss anything. And that's in Luke 5. We'll get back to Ephesians in a minute. Luke 5. Hallelujah. Verse 4. It says, and when he had stopped speaking, see he had been speaking. Let's see. Let's turn to Mark 4 right quick. And let's see if we can pick up on that. I may be wrong. I hope I'm right. Mark 4. try five talking about when when Jesus went out Find that? Luke, what? Yeah, that's where we that's where we are now, but we want to get that second account. It's another account in here where it says that Jesus tells it tells what Jesus was doing with that boat. It's about the fishermen. I thought it was in Mark. I thought it was in Mark. Say that again. Yeah, where is that? Say that. 4 1? Mark? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's Mark 4. That's what I thought. Okay. Verse 1. Okay. Yeah, here it is. It says, And again he began to preach. By the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. And he taught them many things by parables, and said to them in his teaching. So, see that's that's the same. That's the same account. Okay, well let's flip back over to Mark uh, Luke five four. And it says, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. That word launch means to prepare or try again. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Amen. In other words, he was saying, go for the deep. Amen. It says, but Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night. See that word toil, that's resistance. Amen. And so you're going to meet resistance where you don't want to do the extra. Amen. You don't want to go that extra mile. Because of resistance or because of being tired. Toiling. Toiling always wear you out. Amen. It says we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless at your word we'll let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and the nets were breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. You know that was a haul. That's why some Bibles refer to it as a haul. Amen. So the Bibles started to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O oh, Lord. He repented. Amen. Verse nine: For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. So when you lend to God, Amen, He releases blessing. Now, in the uh, Amen, and everybody got blessed because He called in the partner. Amen. And so you never know which act of obedience is going to be the one that release things in the spirit. But having spiritual witness, I'm going to go back to what I was talking about, the deep things of God. That was a deep thing. Amen. Knowing. I'm just going to go back again. I know God's doing something. Knowing what God is asking of you. He's asking you to give sacrificially something that is dear. Give something that is dear. Even if you, to- you are toiling. Even if you're tired. Amen. Because, you know, that thing, the first fruit, is sacred and holy. And that's, what, that's really what Simon Peter did. Amen. He gave him, everybody capitalizes on the storm and on the fish, but really, he had lent Jesus what was most sacred to him, his boat. And it brought in great reward. Amen. Hallelujah. So having spiritual wisdom and understanding will lead you into the deeper things of God. When he brought that catch, that haul, it was the deep, that was part of the deeper things of God. So we need to know. In other words, having knowledge brings you into the deeper things of God. Amen. Amen. We need to have knowledge about who we are and what's been given to us. Because our belief is based on what we know about who we are. Amen. Our belief is based on what we know about who we are. If we don't know who we are, you ain't going to believe much. That's why the promise is not, you know. See, the children of Israel didn't know who they were. That's why they begged and whined and complained. The Bible says believers ought to come boldly to the throne of grace. To come boldly. We're not beggars. And we're not whiners. And we're not complainers. Amen. Because when you act like that, you get treated like that. And God did them well. Amen. But they didn't enter into the promise because of too much. They were out of character. They didn't know who they were. They didn't believe the promise. Amen. They didn't believe it. So the Bible says that we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, which is a position of power and authority. For what? To rule and reign on this earth. Amen. To reign in the natural realm over the works of the enemy. Hallelujah. We're seated in heavenly places. See, that's something we need to understand. Far above. See, because it says we're, we're over the works of the devil. Because we're seated high above in heavenly places. And it says far above principalities. Far above powers, rulers and, of wickedness and high places. We're above that stuff. We're positioned above it. Amen. Praise God. But if we don't believe who we are, if we don't believe that we have that positioning in Christ Jesus, we won't act like it and we won't live like it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We won't prevail. You won't reign. You won't rule over the wicked one. If you don't know your positioning in Christ Jesus. We won't use the keys of the kingdom. That's why people always say it don't work. It don't work because you don't fight from the right vantage point. You know, we don't fight from a position, a high position that's seated with Christ in heavenly places. You got to rule and reign. You know, no king rules from the bottom, he rules from the chair. Amen? And we need to rule from that seat. That's high above. Principalities. Above. See we have to reign and rule and use our power and authority above the mess. Live above the mess. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we have to know what's been given to us so, so we can rule and reign. God hasn't taken anything away from us. In fact, he's given us more. You can't out out beat God giving. He gives us more. Amen. The more you use, the more power you use, the more power you get. There's no line where you went over the line using your power. (laughs) God will give you as much power as you can retain. Amen. But it's up to you as to how much power you receive. Amen. Too much is given, much is required, but we're not. uh, What's that word? We're not toiling to serve God. This is easy. Amen. You know what word I want to use, but I think I might mess it up. Effortless. It's effortless. But we want it, we need to use the keys to the kingdom. If we don't have spiritual knowledge, you don't have wisdom, you don't have revelation, you can't use the kingdom. The keys, that's why people don't use them. Because they don't rule and reign. See, this is the thing. You can't use spiritual, uh, stuff, weapons, but I was going to use a different word, on, on, um, well, no, that's not right. You can use spiritual weapons on natural situations. But you can't use natural weapons on spiritual situations. Amen? Because every situation we get into, e- e- even if it's a, a worldly situation, it's spiritual if it involves us. And that's why God's given us spiritual weapons. Because we're spiritual beings. Why would he give us carnal weapons if we're spiritual beings? So we are carnal, we, are, we have spiritual weapons, and even though we get in carnal situations, and face, because the devil is carnal, every situation he gets us in is, is a natural, carnal, evil situation. But he's given us the victory because he's given us spiritual weapons to fight. Amen? And this is the thing that gets us victory, the position that he's given us. That seat of authority—it's a seat of authority, amen. It's the king's chair, amen. We don't fight fight from a, a low position, using carnal weapons. We use spiritual weapons from that high seat. From that seat of that position is a high position. It's a kingly priestly position. It's a kingly priestly seat. I can say it like that. And we fight from that vantage point. We we act like we know what we're doing and we, we act like we know what we possess. Amen. Hallelujah. Because if we don't believe who we are and what's been given to us, we won't rule. We won't rule. It's all in your belief system. If you think that nobody likes you, that's that's what you'll believe. That's, you'll live like that. If you think you're defeated. You'll live like that. Amen. If you think you don't have anybody. You'll feel like that. Amen. And so we, you know, we bring things on ourselves. Because we don't know who we are in Him. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to learn to launch out into the deep. Now what does that mean? Going forth in power. Trusting and relying on God. To do his work. Amen. All we have to do is use our faith to go through that door. But his power gets us through. His power does all the work. Amen. Trusting and relying on God. And above all knowing God and his love. If you don't know. See that's another thing that holds us back. We don't know God. We ain't sure. Well, something happened to me last week, and if you loved me, it wouldn't have happened. That's the wrong understanding about who God is because He's already told us about tribulation. You're going to have it. Amen. But he says, you know, going through it, trusting in him, amen, while going through tribulation, because it brings character. It produces character, patience. It produces all of these things that we need, amen, in our character. So God is, is trimming the fat, amen. That's what he's doing and teaching us who we are in him. The Bible says that God has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness, But if we don't have spiritual knowledge, amen, and wisdom, then the gospel will remain a mystery. Paul talked about, or it will be hidden from us. Amen. And so we all understand and heard of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But will we actually understand and know it to the point where where we will use the weapons of our warfare and fight from that position of knowledge and wisdom. You see, it's being seated in heavenly places. That's what, if we can understand that, we'll fight from that position with that knowledge and wisdom, never forgetting that, that revelation. So, Paul's talked a lot about the knowledge and the wisdom. In fact, he prays for the church. He prayed for the church that we would have wisdom and knowledge and revelation. Amen. So if we don't receive the love of Christ and believe what He's given us, then we won't receive Amen. And or be filled with the fullness of God. Now, this is what knowledge and revelation and knowing the mystery of God. This is what Paul wanted for himself and for the church. It's the fullness. This is this all this is what it was. Um, I'm Paraphrasing and fixing it where you will understand what this was all about. The book of Ephesians was about knowing the fullness and receiving the fullness. Not just knowing with a, with a carnal mind or understanding the revelation with your, with your natural mind. But experiencing it. And experiencing it. And this is what he wanted. He wanted us to experience the love of Christ. That's the mystery of the gospel. Going, that's why he says the fellowship of his suffering. You had to experience it not being there, but knowing and experiencing what Christ went through for you so that we could be free and have all of these weapons so that we could fight the enemy and have victory because we're not set up to lose, but to win. Amen. But, he, but Paul prayed that we would have the experience the fullness of God. And that's what his, his prayer was about. I mean, this was the, the meaning or the purpose of his prayer, that we would be filled with the fullness of God. Uh, let's go to Ephesians 3.20. And most of you know what that is. It talks about, to him who is able... Hallelujah, Ephesians. Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now how many can say, Oh yeah, yeah, I've experienced that. Very few of us. Because there's a lot that goes on before we can see that. If we don't know. Amen. So to him who is able. We know God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. Above all that we ask or think. According to the power that works in us. So Paul was praying and talking about. In the book of Ephesians. About that power that works in us. Amen. The power that works in us. Hallelujah. He is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. Amen. But to know the love of God, and to experience that power that's within, how do you get the power within? And that's what Paul prayed. That's why he prays for the church, because he knew they didn't have it. Amen. Number one, uh, most of the churches didn't have the, the, the Holy Spirit, the baptism, the fire. Let me say the fire, because most of we got the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I've been there too thought i had it and i didn't amen and so we're talking about the fire of god once you get the fire of god you got to believe amen because some of us choose not to that's why abraham it was accounted to him as righteousness because he believed amen so once you start operating in the gifts when you're fire baptized and you have to it's all in your thinking What you allow yourself to think about. Amen. Revelation won't come without the the power of God. And that's why the, the gospel was closed to most people. Because they didn't have the fire. They didn't have the spiritual wisdom and understanding. Amen. They were trying like the Pharisees. They were trying to understand the gospel with a carnal mind. Is that making sense? And they couldn't do it. Amen. Couldn't understand the gospel. Not with a carnal mind. And so the purpose and the mystery of the gospel was open up to those with spiritual understanding. And this is why Paul prayed for us. Because he knew we would need it. Amen. Now, he says to know the love of God, which is the fullness, to be filled with the fullness. Which is the essence of God. Amen. The gra- And the essence of God is the greatest, the greatest, the, the basic, the real nature of a thing. That word essence means the basic, real nature of a thing. Or its significant individual feature that is characterized or identified. By something, in other words, the essence of God is the quality or qualities that make Him who He is. It's just like a, an e- extract, um, vanilla flavoring. You know, you could buy that imitation, which that's what I used to do when I didn't know how to cook. <laughs> now nah, I want vanilla extract. I don't play with the false. You understand what I'm saying? And see, that's a better ingredient. In other words, it's pure. And it's the essence of the vanilla being. Y'all got what I'm saying. Thank you God. And so that's what I'm saying. And so the essence of God is, is that thing that makes him who he is. That can't be duplicated. It's pure. It's an extract from his, his uh, purity. His holiness. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we need to desire the deeper things. Desire the essence of everything. If that's making sense to you. Amen. And what is the essence of the gospel? is knowing who you are in Christ. And knowing his love. So that you can receive and be filled with the fullness of God. In other words, God wants you to have a full measure of him. Not just half-stepping. Like so many Christians don't have a little bit of him in them at all. Amen. He wants us to have full complement. Or that word means plentitude. Completed. So he wants us to be full and complete. Amen. It's kind of like a town with no empty house. With every house in the city is filled up. Amen. Or a cargo a ship, cargo ship, and there's, there's cargo everywhere and no space for nothing. That's the fullness. Amen. Amen. Well, I know y'all got it. Hallelujah. Paul talks about in Ephesians, how by revelation, God made known to him the mysteries of Christ. He said it was done but by the Spirit. Say he gave him knowledge and wisdom and revelation of the mystery. Amen. In other words, the mystery is the deeper things of God. That's what we're talking about. Amen. And he talked about apprehending and grasping spiritual wisdom and knowledge by knowing him. You can't know him if you don't understand his full if you don't receive his fullness. You don't fully understand the essence of God. So that's what we want to all receive. Amen. Is it possible? Very much so. All you got to do is get your Bible. And go with that. Amen. And not so much talking wrong. And listening wrong. Amen. Hallelujah. The knowledge, apprehending and grasping spiritual wisdom and knowledge by knowing God by the Spirit. Amen. In other words, it's Christ revealed in you who is the hope. That's the mystery of the gospel. Amen. The very essence of God. The fullness. Being filled with the fullness of God. How many of us can say we're filled with the fullness? Amen. And there's always more. You ain't never filled up, just like the pots, the vessels were never full until she stopped seeking for vessels. When you stop seeking, then no, no more can be poured in. But the very essence of God is what He has for us. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to Ephesians 3, 1. Let's flip over. I mean, push a button. (laughs) So, in other words, Paul prayed not just for us to know God's love, but to experience it. And that's what that word comprehend also means. It means to experience it, not just simply understanding intellectually. Because this is no place for head knowledge. Amen. Ain't no place for head knowledge. This is a place for your, where your inward man, your spirit man takes over. And God speaks to it. Amen. And not to, to your head. Amen. See, we'll be arguing all until Jesus comes if we try to understand things with our with head knowledge, because purposely it won't fit. Ain't supposed to. Okay, let me see. Oh, where's that scripture? Um, I hope I wrote it down. Um. I know it's in Corinthians. I don't know if it's 1st or 2nd. That's the problem. Before we go to Ephesians, let's go to 1st Corinthians. Let's try 1st Corinthians, I think 2. Hoping that's it. I've been wrong earlier. 2nd Corinthians 2. thinking fourteen, but I don't think that's it I'm looking at scripture that says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit oh you know what i'm in it's in i'm in second I'm in second sorry about that that's why I didn't see it and so that was it second first Corinthian what was that two fourteen okay alright Yeah, this is, it says but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness to him nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned but he who is spiritual judges all things yet he himself is rightly judged by no one and I wish people would get off Facebook talking about who judging them they don't read that scripture right there we supposed to don't we you always judge sin I don't know where these people get off and they supposed to be Christians I don't get it and then they want to turn around and judge you but it don't say that right there (laughs) I don't get it cause you know what this is what it really is I'm off of what we talking about let me say this it's about us holding us keeping a standard If you don't tell people when they're wrong, what good are you being a Christian? I don't understand that. See, times are different because when...